Talking with the Experts. Hello and welcome to Talking with the Experts. My name's Rose Davidson from rosedavidson.com and Talking with the Experts is about all things business by business owners for business owners and you can find it on all good podcasting streams and on YouTube. And today my guest is Liz Fleming and Liz is the Efficiency Coach. Essentially, she's a business mentor and an accountant who knows a thing or two about creating efficiencies in small businesses. After years of a successful corporate career in finance in the energy sector, Liz is now utilising her skills and knowledge to assist small businesses to become efficient, as efficient as possible. Liz has an eye for creating efficient ways for businesses to operate. You know, um, how there are not of hours in the day, well, you don't need to worry about that when this is around because she's going to help you find those extra hours and uh, make your time more efficient. Welcome, Liz. Thank you for having me. Hmm. So tell me about um, how people can make their time um, and use it more efficiently without um, um, losing, um, you know, productivity. I think the biggest thing around efficiency is knowing where you spend your time. Um, when I start working with clients, I say, where you spend your time, how many hours? And they look at me blankly because they just don't. They just go about their day, the next day, the week, the month, and they're not taking stock of where they're wasting time, things that they aren't so good at, um, trying to get things done, worrying about the cleaning of the house and, and all that stuff. So it's about, uh, first thing is working out where you spend your time and whether that's the best use of your time um, with all the things that you want to get done in your day, in your week, with the resources, with your staff, with your family. Um, so we always look at that first and we also talk about what they want to be spending their time on. So people might be spending their time and they're busy, but they're not doing the things that they thought they'd be doing in their business. They're doing their bookkeeping and they hate computers. They just want to be um, growing the crop or producing the product. Um, they don't want to do all that back-end stuff. So then we work out, okay, where's the best place to um, either outsource or get someone else in or just change some processes to make it more efficient so that they can free up that time for the stuff that they do enjoy doing in their business. Yeah, so I um, have heard that uh, the old um, time management is now a misnomer and there's no such thing anymore. Yeah, I think it's about, I think my big thing for efficiency is the awareness, knowing how you spend your time and being able to put a time limit on your tasks that you're doing and and then with that comes the planning and the scheduling of when you're going to do everything. So, um, no, I think time management is even more critical as we get busier, there's more demands, there's still only 168 days in a week, it's only 24 hours in a day, we still have to sleep, we still have to eat, we still have to exercise and unfortunately for a lot of business owners, they're prioritising their business over all those other things. Um, and then that causes issues um, around family and health um, and just burnout and just not enjoying business and definitely not how they saw themselves when they started their business in the first place, which is normally out of passion or a great skill that they wanted to um, take to the masses. So it's yep, aligning yep. their goals and um, yeah, but no, time management is more critical than ever. Okay, so 
How are ways that perhaps business owners um, can review their tasks in, you know, in their business and, um, and you know, more align it to their business goals? So one task I get the, my clients to do, which people uh, look at me a bit strange when I ask them to do this, is carry around a piece of paper for a week, um, split up by the hours of the days, and writing down how they spend how they spend those hours. So are they on the phone? Are they in the shed? Are they in the car? Are they dropping off kids? Are they making dinner? All those things. And at the end of it, then they get a real picture of oh, I am spending 10 hours a week on invoices and I thought it was only two. So there's no point asking people. You've actually got to go through the uh, go through the phases and just jot your tasks down simply um, on your phone or on a piece of paper for a week and then um, take that as a bit of a typical week and then you can use it in two ways. You can see where you're wasting time, where you might have pockets of time, but also being able to say, well, I spend five hours doing bookkeeping, so I'm going to outsource that for four hours or a certain cost and then that'll free me up five hours to do some other stuff that needs to be done in the business so then that links into how you're valuing your time um, what your hourly rate is and a lot of business owners will tell you that they're not even paying themselves anything Um, so it also makes them then think that they need to factor in their time into their product pricing and then everything they do so um, it links in with knowing where they're spending the time in the first place but doing that timetable for a week or a couple of weeks um, is really important and is the first step to um, knowing how to get efficiencies in your business. Yeah, there's a, a lady on, and I don't recall her name, but she advocates um, using a, um, a calendar every single day. She's got like, um, it's all colour-coded and um, it's a time management calendar and she, you know, she just, she will not start her day without it. It's like, you know, she's got time time slots for absolutely everything like from eating lunch to um you know um, email time and facebook time and all that sort of stuff so yeah she's a real time focused person and she won't she won't be side tracked on anything like that i actually attended one of her trainings a few years ago and it really opened my eyes to um the efficiencies that you can make in your business um just using that simple planner it was um quite it was quite yeah as I said eye-opening because I didn't realize I was wasting so much time doing stuff that really wasn't important definitely yep and that's you know you can work out what you're spending your time on but yeah is it even a priority or is it even something you need to be doing or is it something that you can do less frequently um is really important and you touched on the planner and I think some people get scared of that because they go from no planning or no tracking to um, my number one tip for that is just to have one planner. Some people have a business planner or diary. They've got it on their phone and they've got the kids stuff on the fridge. And my big tip is have it one place. So everything gets put into whether whatever works for you, whether it's your paper diary. But then you've got to take that paper diary with you so that when you're out and about and you're booking a coffee with a friend or on the phone, it's in that diary. So you're not then trying to find your bits of paper and work out where am I supposed to be and losing time that way too. Um, so I do have to um, coach my clients into tracking it and your example seems very extreme but um, I think people get to that when they realize the benefits of um, spending their time and all of a sudden it's six o'clock and they're home for dinner and they're like well that didn't happen for a while so there's all those great benefits that um, you can't put a value on and that's really what we're aiming for. 
Mm. So how can people do the same or do, do more with the same or less? So, so they, um, you know, get more time in their day by doing more um, with the same amount of time or, you know, even doing it in less time. So I think it's what you touched on before. It's around creating that focus. Um, one way I do that, and this doesn't work for everybody, but is writing a to-do list. So having your piece of paper and reviewing that every day and updating it for what you didn't get done the day before. And I sometimes even start with a fresh piece of paper each day, take yesterday's list, what didn't make, what didn't get completed yesterday goes on today's list. And you can go as far as picking out three things that you're going to definitely do today um, and make them your priority. And then the other trick I've got is that instead of highlighting at the start of the day what your most important ones are, you actually use the highlighter to mark off your tasks. So at the end of the day, you end up with a colourful piece of paper with more done and the 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 emotion of actually ticking them off gives you that satisfaction and you're like right what am I doing now and I did this last Saturday where I had 15 things on my list and I had about four hours and I thought and I just had creative focus I was like right done that one what's the next thing what's the next thing and you don't even start looking at your phone or thinking about anything else if you can do your to-do list with some time frames in it It'll be very surprising how much you can achieve with no distractions or minimal distractions. Don't answer your phone, put it away. And I think that's one thing where people at the moment think they need to answer their phone straight away, be accessible. But if you've got some things to do, blocking out even two hours a day or two hours a week even to get those really crucial things that you keep putting off and locking yourself away somewhere to get them done and you don't come out till you do it. But um, it's around knowing what you've got to do and being disciplined to stay in that spot and not letting get off track, Um, not only your emails, not doing anything else. So only having those documents that are related to those tasks is really important Um, and clearing your desk and then just getting on with them and, and doing them. Yeah, well, two things. It's really, I love when I, I've made a list and I can actually tick the things off that I've that I've achieved. I think, oh, my God, there's no crosses. They're all ticks. And I think, that's wonderful. It feels so great. You know, it makes you feel good because you have actually know that you've achieved whatever it is that you'd set yourself out to do. And, um, yeah, and I agree with you about, you know, set, making priorities. I don't, I try not to make new lists I think because they just keep getting longer and longer and longer because <laughs> you always find other things to add to it so I try to get one list fit first finished first before I go on to the next one but that's just a personal preference I think Definitely, and I think that's an important point is to work out what works for you. Some people aren't list people. Um, They might be the post-it notes on the wall or on the fridge or their planner. Um, And it depends how much detail you need to plan to. So some people plan out their day of their hours and then if they get sidetracked by lunchtime, they've given up because they haven't been able to stick to their um, schedule. And that's even worse. So I say to some people like that, just plan out two or three things that you're going to do for the day. There you focus. Then if you get to lunchtime, everything else after that is a bit of a bonus. And you said before, you feel better. And then you're like, whoa, I did so many things and I only <laughs> wanted to do three. So we always want to do more with less. And um, it is achievable. And it's not that drastic and it just comes back to being aware of what you're spending your time on, how you're doing it and just creating that focus. 
Yeah, so I guess um, think tasks like emails, like answering your emails and your Facebook messages, you know, business messages and stuff like that. Should you be setting time, setting time aside each day to do those, or you know, as you said, or just leave them be and um, just focus on one task at a time? So I think um, I think definitely emails and um, Facebook messages. Facebook message and email set up an automatic response saying, "Hey, thanks for your message. I'll respond in a couple of days or the next day or soon." Um, so you're creating that expectation for your client or customer to know that okay, you're not going to respond straight away, but they feel heard. Um, and then whatever works for you. So it might be that you set aside half an hour in the morning, half an hour at lunchtime and half an hour at night. And that means no one's waiting for more than four or five hours to be responding to if you do want to um, make that part of your customer journey. But also turning off your emails during the day when you are doing those other tasks. So to stop the pop-ups um, is really important. And also making sure that... You, when you do do your emails, you're just as focused on that task as well. So some, you know, don't look at your emails if you haven't got time to respond to the quick ones that can go. Um, and then how you form your emails, that you, those more complex ones that you need to follow up for later is really important as well. So I have a bit of a rule, only sort out your emails once, um, complete, read, done, um, so that you're not flicking through them. And then also making sure that you file your emails in a logical way so you're not scrolling through your inbox trying to find that email. So being organised with that is really important. But also um, making sure you recognise that just because someone sent an email late at night and you might still be up working, they don't feel like you need to respond. And this is something that I've found with a lot of clients where they think someone's sent me a message, I need to respond straight away. And it's actually flipping that round. No, that person just sent that email because it was convenient to them. You respond when it's convenient to you and giving yourself permission that, yes, I'll respond to that first thing in the morning or when it's my email time. So if you need to communicate that to your um, customers around setting those expectations, put that in a... Um, automatic out of office or an automatic response to your Facebook and then they know um, because then what you can get into wasting time at 11 o'clock at night or when you're trying to cook dinner you send one response and you think you've answered and that will be the end of it and you're still texting these people two hours later and you still haven't made a sale and then you've just wasted a whole lot of time and then you've burnt dinner and things like that so it's about giving yourself permission to like no I'm gonna respond when when it's my Facebook time and however that works for you. It might be two hours at night, might be outsourcing that. So getting someone else to even answer the questions. And also in Facebook, you can actually have questions, common questions come up and automatic answers. So um, if it's like, what's your website? It's already there and it's prompted. Um, the other trick I've got for people that have a lot of messages come through Facebook at all hours, because it runs on social media all the time, on your main business page make sure that that blue button is not message us so if you've got a website refer it to the website if you've got a shop um make sure that button is not message us the message button's still there but it's not quite so prominent and not quite so easy for them to oh just send a quick message because it's not a quick message and making sure you don't set that precedence that you are going to respond straight away um and that you're not engaging with them. If they can make the sale on a website on your website, just refer them to the website rather than getting into dialogue about it. Hmm. That's a It'll really good lots that's, of time. That's a really good tip. Yeah, I might change my Facebook page now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I think yeah. I've got I've got two buttons on mine, but um, I think mine's message first. But 
Yeah, I'll have a look. I can't remember. Um, I guess it's I, I, too easy for them to. Oh, I'll just. Yeah, well, that's true. It is. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm guilty of doing that to to um to other owner business owners or whatever you know because I'm I work quite late at night so I think oh my god you know I I've just thought of something I need to send them a quick message and yeah it's it sometimes it's just too easy. Which is fine as long as the business owner doesn't think that they need to respond because you've sent the message. So it's well, that, that's correct. Um, and you're yeah. not expecting a response. Being efficient with your time to say, I'll send that now while I remember, rather than writing on my to-do list and putting it on for a task for tomorrow. Um, and that leads into another tip that I've got that's a well-known tip. It's a two-minute rule. So if it's going to take less than two minutes, just do it now because it'll take you more time to put it on your to-do list, to write an email, to tell someone how to do it. Um, and if it's less than that, just get some of those done. Just make sure that you're not doing 52-minute jobs all in one go and all of a sudden two hours has disappeared. So Yeah. Um, um, you did it. mention about your emails. Do you... Um file yours in like little folders or do you just leave them all in the inbox? Um, I do a bit of both. So I I do file the ones that may be a subscription or some FYI ones. Um, my client ones I put into their client folders, which I normally file away sort of on a fortnightly basis. So again, scheduling and some time to clean up your emails. Um, and then also the other good habit is to get into, is deleting emails that you've read that you don't need to do anything about. So really critically thinking, do I need to really keep this? Um, if the answer is yes, file it away. If the answer is no, delete it and let it go. Um, but again, that's personal preference. Some people like having them all in their inbox so they can easily search for them and not try and remember what folder they've put it into. Um, but And also a lot of people can get stressed out by seeing that they've got 50 unread emails. So again, going through what have you subscribed to, they might have had some offer on and now you're getting 10 emails a day. Go into that email and click unsubscribe. So once a month, I do review my email inbox to work out what ones I can unsubscribe to um, that are just clogging up my emails on a daily basis, which is just annoying. And, um, you know, yeah, you signed I've up for them once for something and you got what Yeah, I've started making that a habit too. I, I used to have like an inbox with like 700 emails in it, which I'd read, but I just left them sitting there and I hadn't filed them. But, I mean, I've always been a filer, but some of them I thought, yeah, I'll just leave them there for later. And I'd either responded to them or they were just emails from uh, a business that I'd subscribed to. And, you know, so I'd ended up unsubscribing because really the in emails didn't interest me any longer and um, I had really had no need to, to be involved with that particular company. So, mm. Yeah, definitely. And it's about letting go, you know. If you then later on want to resubscribe, you can if you're missing them. But more often than not... Um, you know, if at the end of the month you've got all these unread messages, go through them if they're all subscribed emails and things. Unsubscribe because you're clearly not reading them because they're still in your no. unread. <laughs> I've done that too. I've actually subscribed using two different email addresses. So I'm getting the same email at two addresses and that is that is annoying. <laughs> I, um, another thing around that is if you do want to... Um, really take charge of that is create a whole new email address for those subscribed ones and then they're in a whole new inbox that you go in and check every now and again but they're not clogging up your main email or inbox oh, that's a good idea hmm. 
That's a great tip. Okay, Liz, let me tell you, where can, where can people find you in the world other than in Australia? I know that, but, you know, social media and website or whatever. Yeah, so um, I'm on Facebook um, and Instagram under Liz Fleming dash the Efficiency Coach and I've got a website, uh, www.theefficiencycoach.com.au. Perfect. And have you got any um, wonderful tips for us? Um, I think the other one that I really like sharing and maybe it's the accountant in me um, is setting your own deadlines and creating a bit of internal pressure. So if you've got a whole list of stuff that you're like, oh, I'll do it one day, I'll do it one day, and it's not really important, but it does need to be done, set those deadlines. So if you've got a, a series of those tasks that could be done this week or next week, make some due on Friday or whatever day and some due next Friday, break it up, and then, again, you get that sense of achievement. Oh, you've done those three, and you might get some more done. Um, but I find, and this is definitely how I work, if I don't have a deadline, um, I either create one or then someone will say, oh, have you done that? Oh, yes, I'll do it by tomorrow, and I'm scrambling to do it the night before. So now I, especially working for myself and my own business, um, setting client expectations as well as the own de my own deadlines um, has been a real help to make sure that I can plan ahead, make sure I've got everything I need to meet those deadlines. And then also the client knows that that's when they um, can expect that work and so they're not following up with me as well. So it's a two-way street and saving time on both sides, but setting their own deadlines, even if they're fictitious, um, to make you do the work and stop that procrastination on social media or whatever, linked with your to-do list can be a real winner for some people. Yeah, I like to, I've got um, two whiteboards um, sitting next to me, um, one's for all my appointments and everything, and the other one is like my, my big to-do list, that if I've got like major tasks that I need to do, and I actually set deadlines for those. So, right. yeah, that, that really helps me heaps. So it's... And I think um, the other major tip is everything we've talked about today, it's writing it down. A lot of people say, oh, it's all in my head. But you want to be able to physically, whether it's in your phone or on a piece of paper, tick that off and, and see it. And also perhaps even share it with people to say, this is what I'm going to do today and create that accountability and check in with them, whether it's your partner or your boss or your colleague, to say, this is what I said I was going to do. This is what I've done. Um, and then you can strive towards getting more done for the day. Absolutely, yep. That's a, that's a great tip. Yeah, I, that's why I like my whiteboard. <laughs> All right, Liz. No, thank you so much for your time today. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add before we go today? No, I just like to say thank you so much for having me, and um, I look forward to working with more small business in Australia um, soon. All right, lovely. Thanks, Liz. Thank you.